ora, bula banaka, talofa lava, hallo, and a warm welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast series. Business Link Pacific connects growing businesses in the Pacific Islands region with quality business advice. Hosted by Emma Crawford Falakeono from Business Link Pacific, this podcast series showcases experienced professionals from our growing network. Sharing invaluable insight and expertise, our guests offer a unique view on doing business in the Pacific. Hello and welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast series. I'm your host, Emma Crawford Falakeono. Today's podcast focuses on the landscape of the private sector in Samoa, its gaps and opportunities. An independent state situated halfway between Hawaii and New Zealand, Samoa consists of two large islands, Upulu and Savai, and eight small islets. With a GDP of 8.6 million US dollars, Samoa has a small but growing economy, mainly relying on agriculture, the service sector and manufacturing. Most business opportunities in Samoa still derive from these sectors. The flexibility of the labour market is considered an asset for future economic advances in Samoa. With us on the phone today, we have Hobart Vai, CEO of the Samoa Chamber of Commerce and Industry based in Apia. Hobart will be discussing with us the private sector, the Samoa Chamber's work with Business Link Pacific and the current opportunities for the country. Hi Hobart, welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Good afternoon. Good to be on board. Great. And I understand it's a really busy time at the moment in Samoa. Very busy and uh, challenging time as well. Yeah, I can imagine. We might touch on that a little bit later on. Um, so just to kick us off, can you tell us about the role of the Samoa Chamber of Commerce and Industry? Okay, the Samoa Chamber of Commerce um, and Industry is the national private sector organization for our country. So um, uh, like most chambers, where we see our chambers quite unique is we're, quite in, we're a very inclusive organization. We have 90% of our members, 95% of our members are SMEs. And of course, all the way through to your larger corporate organization. So the chamber has um, uh, many roles here. Um, it uh, advocates uh, policy issues of government. It coordinates uh, the private sector. It uh, conducts trainings for the private sector. We do uh, many projects across many different sectors for the private sector. So we, we, we see ourselves as the voice of business um, that works in collaboration of our international stakeholders and our government to support the private sector of Samoa. And um, what is the business environment like in Samoa at the moment? Well, the business environment in Samoa, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging, but there's a lot of opportunity. You know, we've got a thriving SME market. Uh, SMEs are, are, are building up. We've got a lot of young entrepreneurs coming forward. So there's a lot of opportunities in our service sectors. We have a fast developing and growing tourism sector that needs a lot of support. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, we're very optimistic about it, that um, our private sector is growing in Samoa, but also comes with its challenges, which is the norm of most of SMEs in the Pacific, issues such as access to finance um, and dealing with the different challenges of government and and um, uh, charges that are coming through. But, you know, it's it's common throughout the Pacific and throughout the world, so... Yeah, it's um, it's good times. It's good times that we're looking forward to, and also providing from our chamber perspective opportunities to help grow uh, businesses. 
Nice. It sounds quite all-encompassing, some of the support that you're providing to businesses of all different sizes as well over there in Samoa. Yes. Um, if we were to just focus on, you mentioned you called out the young entrepreneurs that are coming through. How do you specifically support support those businesses and those young people that, that want to create their own business and go out on their own? Well, our, our support is um, aligned to many areas. First of all, providing trainings. We go through our different networks and we look for opportunities for trainings, uh, whether it's financial literacy, but most importantly, we look for funding opportunities. So we're very fortunate in the Pacific to to um, have a lot of donors that are willing to work with small businesses. So we assist them uh, by pointing them in the right way. We've also been advocating for a lot of opportunities such as our youth collab um, and working with organizations such as Seedstar so they can pitch for supports. They can pitch for investments, and also we have a growing diaspora diaspora coming out of Australia and New Zealand that we want to connect our local small entrepreneurs with so they can build the mint, give them mentoring, give them support to help their small businesses grow. So, you know, there's a lot of support out there. Um, we, do, we certainly do not sit idle as a chamber. We go around looking for opportunities to help build up our, our small businesses. Nice. And uh, especially young entrepreneurs. Yeah, and that's something I've seen firsthand when I've been over in, in Samoa and working with, with, with you guys with some of the events that we're doing for SMEs and just really trying to bring those, um, I guess, expertise that they may not have access to normally to to those businesses with the support of the Samoa commerce and industry. And the most important thing is, is networking. You know, you know, that technical capacity, let, let them having a mentoring service where they can, um, you know, talk to established uh, business people, you know, it's because we always we always believe that um, success mentors success. So you know, even if it's a chat with somebody or linking them with someone overseas, it's it's a great opportunity for them to grow. And how can a small or a smaller island like Samoa contribute to the greater region? Do you think? Well, you know, we we, we see the Pacific region as basically one island, one big community. So for us, growing our smaller businesses you know, linking to the other manufacturers about the region, you know, building this big IT uh, digital transformation, even though we might be small, but collaboratively, uh, a strong Samoan business community, a strong Fijian community, a PNG community, throughout the Pacific, us linking up together can actually make us in the Pacific quite a force on the world, uh, on the global scale. Yeah, definitely. And do you do a lot of work with um, some of the equivalent organisations in, say, Fiji, for example? Well, we have our own. Uh, we have our own uh, private sector or private sector organisation linkages throughout the Pacific. So we have organisations such as um, FCEF in Fiji that mm-hmm. we work with, and also the the, the 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 chamber community. It's it's basically United Fronts in the Pacific that we work collaboratively. We share ideas on how to support our private sector. And we share our learnings and dealing with um, challenges because they're normally quite the same. So that's a, that's a, um, a great network for us to tap into, which is basically our PIPSO network. What do you think the main opportunities for, for growing businesses um, in Samoa are at the moment? You know, um, across all sectors, I think believe the game changer would definitely be our ICT, the development of our ICT. Um, it's that digital transformation, which we are very fortunate that our government is investing in now. We believe this will be the game changer in helping excel our businesses from SMEs to our corporate businesses. It's something that we believe will bring the world a lot closer to mm-hmm. Samoa. Um, 
you know, and we're also very fortunate now that our, our government's invested in the uh, its own airline, and we believe that's going to help assist with our tourism sector and leading all the way to our small beach fellas and our tourism operators in Samoa. Nice. Um, just focusing on, you mentioned there, the digital transformation, which is really obviously a crucial aspect to, to enable growth um, in the country. You mentioned that the government are investing in that ICT development. What kind of initiatives or activities are they doing to, to drive that growth and that investment? Well, you probably heard of the establishment of the uh, our cables, yeah. uh, the cables that are coming across. So it's basically seen the reduction in um, cost of internet bills in, across the country. Nice. So we're very fortunate to have that. And of course, we're, a lot of our young entrepreneurs are tapping into that. Also, the building of our environment now, we're going to look at establishing our first ever national uh, ID in Samoa and also the establishment of a digital transformation unit. So, you know, what, uh, one, great, uh, what, one great thing we've seen coming through is the government is not leaving the private sector isolated. They've actually included the, chi- the chamber in the conversations. You know, we're bringing some greater digital, some international digital, digital conferences into Samoa. Nice. We've just been informed by our minister that we're bringing the Young um, young Women's ITU conference in Samoa next year, and they're going to work closely with the Chamber of Commerce on that. So we're excited about that. You know, all these opportunities coming into our country, you know, we've got a lot of our international donors and stakeholders giving opportunities for our entrepreneurs to be sent overseas and learn, come back and bring back that, that knowledge into Samoa on how to grow our businesses digitally. And you're seeing a lot of our small SMEs now. You know, we've got our own version of um, Uber Eats now in Samoa. We've got another Sky Eyes doing some great work with their, their MOA app. So, you know, all these, this, this whole environment is growing in Samoa and it, it's a huge advantage for us in our country. Oh, most certainly. So what do you think is the benefit of business advice for for small and medium-sized businesses, both established businesses and also those businesses that are on that growth journey or maybe very early on in that startup phase? Look, it's... It's a huge game breaker in the way you know that where you see the growth of a business, whether it succeeds or not. Most often, uh, the failure of businesses is the lack of knowledge, that lack of technical capacity that's given to the business owner that gives them the equipment for their business to grow. So you know, with the business advisory service that's been afforded, you've, you've, you're getting, you know, uh, professionals actually going into organisation and saying, wait, you need to look at it this, from this perspective, and most SMEs do not have, well, we don't have that service available in Samoa, and if it is, it's probably just tailored for the corporate size clients. So, you know, having this opportunity, it's it's huge. You know, we've seen a lot more due diligence uh, through the clients that are coming through BRP in our office. You know, it's giving that, that the business owner second thought of a, whether they should expand their operations, how to perfect the way they do their business. You know, that, that due diligence that wasn't that was never there before, that was missing. So it's been a huge opportunity for SMEs to to help grow their businesses and to to have that subsidy scheme, it's it's been such a great advantage. You know, like most things, it started off slow. It's it was like you know, as, what does this look like? Will it be any use to our um, businesses? But as it's progressed, it's becoming very very popular with the private sector and our small businesses. They look for the support. 
completely like you say it is a game changer and one of the things that you mentioned earlier um in in this interview in this podcast was the fact that Samoa is a very united community a business community and very collaborative so I know one of the things I noticed when I was over there a couple of weeks ago was that whole linkage between some of these experts um in country um and externally of course getting that knowledge across to the SME owners we expect our SME owners to know everything but they're not they don't and they're never going to know everything so that's not their job to know everything so to be able to give them that access to business advice really is kind of shifting the dial I think yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the entrepreneurs have the same characteristics. They're risk takers. Yeah. But normally risk takers do not have that uh, that due diligence, that skill set to look at the minor details. And that's where this absolutely fits in perfectly. You've got the risk taker now looking at the bigger plan, you know, the A to Z on how to improve their business, having the, those policies and procedures in place. Because that's one thing, having a great vision, but, you know, just having that foundation to work off and build that foundation is something that's very, very important. So um, and that's where it's been a huge advantage. You know, we're having um, them, giving them access to CPAs who come in and do their budgeting, yeah. who come in and do their business planning. And then the special thing that makes this program so successful, it's tailored. You know, it's it's customized to their business. We have a lot of um, projects going around where it's basically a template. You know, one you know one template doesn't fit all. The unique thing about BLP is they're getting a one-on-one service with a, a credit to provider that produces a business plan that produces a financial template that's customized for their business. Um, So it's unique and it's something that you're starting to see the success of these small businesses grow. Nice. Um, And on that note, can you tell us about your work with BLP? Uh, Maybe one experience that you want to highlight? Um, Look, it's been a a great partnership. Uh, Probably the the highlights we've had recently, other than the great work that's been done with our providers is, you know, the interest from the community mm-hmm. um, and the fact that BLP's giving us resources and bringing over these technical experts. You know, we were so excited by the initiatives we have um, uh, done in the past, you know, the workshops that we did with Zero. Um, you know, the interest from the community is huge. So you see the first, you see the the demand that's coming through the private sector, you know, they're filling up all these events and we, we're hoping for more. So that's the highlight for me, that the fact that it's got the interest of the community, the the whole program is moving forward now, but, you know, the challenge for us now is to continue to cater to the demand. Because one thing you've noticed about this program, it's not supply-driven, it's demand-driven. Yeah. You're starting to see the interest now that's coming from the private sector, and there's more and more. You know, now it's building momentum. You know, like most programs, the first six, nine months, it's all about, you know, are these guys for real? Does it actually work? But start now that the community starting to see the fruits. You know, the greatest testimony is the word of mouth and, and the results that comes from these um, from these excellent providers. So we're seeing a lot of real momentum now, and you know we're excited for the next phase, uh, the next two years of um, of BRP. Nice. And how do you how do you envision those next three years? How do you envision that working relationship between the Samoa Chamber of Commerce and Industry and and BLP maybe in three years' time or even longer, even further ahead? Look, it's a partnership that we hope to continue and continue to strengthen over the next three years. You know, the most important thing for us now is to continue to sustain the program and continue to strengthen our networks. You know, we've got an excellent BLP manager in the country now with uh, with John Lemoore. So, you know, us continue to strengthen his network, providing him with the resources to make it successful. Also, our um, 
working with our providers, continue to build their capacity. But one thing I also like to to build on and work on is having that sort of regional uh, pool of knowledge that can able to assist all our fellow Pacific countries, you know, and continue to bring some of the excellent resources that are available in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Some really good mentors there, you know, just building that pool. Because we believe, you know, even though it's moving forward now, you'll really start to see the cycle. You really still start to see the engine grow in this program in the next two or three years and making it sustainable. So, you know, not just the, the, the entrepreneurs now are able to access the support, but young ones coming up still, young businesses continue to grow. And it's something we can grow on for, for a very long time. Nice. Exciting times ahead for the partnership. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, hey, one of the things that we we almost touched on at the moment is the fact that it is a really challenging time. Obviously, it's a very sad time as well with the measles outbreak. Um, is there any any insights or anything that you wanted to add about the situation in Samoa at the moment? No, for for us, you know, it's uh, we're doing our part from the private sector to ensure that you know um, uh, that this epidemic is. Is, is stopped as soon as possible. So, you know, we've just recently had a two-day uh, shutdown. Yeah. Um, we've spoken, uh, the Chamber of Commerce is, uh, is uh, on the National Disaster Advisory Committee. We have to support the initiative of our governments. Uh, from our part, we are pushing us uh, from two ways. We're um, as the national main body for, for, uh, for employers in Samoa, we're encouraging our business owners from SMEs to large employers to ensure that all their staff is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually put a notice out there, look, if they're not vaccinated by the Saturday that's just gone past, uh, do not allow them to come back into work, the employees to come back into the work. The second thing, of course, is our, the humanitarian aspect where we're requesting all our businesses to donate into this initiative, whether it's um, our local businesses, which have been met with a lot of uh, uh, positive results, and we thank our business community for that. But we're also reaching out to our regional chamber communities for support uh, and resources to help uh, fight this epidemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I believe we're um, uh, not a long way off from stopping it. Um, but, you know, we're praying for our country and um, and we're also praying for resilience in our business community and also out us as the private sector doing our part. Nice. And hey, look, all our thoughts are with, with everyone that's been involved or affected by the epidemic in Samoa. Um, So thank you so much for your time, Hobart. That was absolutely great, a really informative uh, podcast uh, and and chat that we've had. I guess a couple of key points that I just wanted to wrap up with that you'd mentioned that really stood out to me, both when we were discussing, you know, the challenging times in the country at the moment, but also looking forward to the the future and the opportunities is that whole united community and the collaborative working and business environment in Samoa. It's amazing. And, you know, if we can share that that collaboration and how that unity works um, with with other regions, share our learnings with each other. Um, I feel like the whole region can benefit from that. Um, And then the second thing as well that I just wanted to highlight um, is just the the great work that, you know, the government, the private sector are doing in the digital transformation area and really taking it seriously and investing in that, which is then giving opportunities um, and platforms and technical um, guidance and assistance as well to enable SMEs and, and the private sector to really flourish. So, yeah, I just wanted to call those two things out. I think that's, they were both really powerful. Sure. powerful you know, there's, there's one thing I've, I've missed um, just really quickly. You know, the, the other thing that makes this program so successful is we have excellent partners. You know, you don't often meet consultants that think in the context of the Pacific. 
Um, and they've really delivered a great uh, product for us. You know, it, we couldn't have done it without their support. You know, they actually don't come here and force things on us in the Pacific. They come and listen to us and contextualize BRP for our individual countries. Having a great team such as them has been absolutely crucial to the success of this project. That's great. Thank you so much for that kind feedback. I'll make sure that they do hear it. <laughs> um, that, that's really nice. Thank you so much, Hobart. If you're interested in connecting with a business advisor in Samoa, you can contact John Lamoa, BusinessLink Pacific's in-country representative, on samoa at businesslinkpacific.com to set up a consultation. If you're not sure what type of advice you need, the free online business health check in the BusinessLink Pacific portal helps you identify where there may be some gaps in your business that could benefit from quality business advice and support. From there, you can connect with the right business advisor for your needs. Visit businesslinkpacific.com and click on the Business Health Check tab to get started. Thank you for joining us for this Business Link Pacific podcast and many thanks to Hobart Vai for sharing his expertise and insights with us today. Please join us for our next podcast where we'll be exploring yet another topical business conversation with a special guest from our Business Link Pacific Advisor Network. Until then, thanks for listening. Stay connected with Business Link Pacific by following us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Business Link Pacific, connect your business with quality advice.